Jamie and Travis, Jamie and Travis, Jamie and Travis present. We're, uh, we have Chris Latre in the kitchen today. Thanks for coming to chat with us. Yeah. It's so good to see you. Um, for people who don't know Chris. For people who don't know. If you've been living under a rock. Uh, Chris is a published author, a musician, a husband, photographer, not in this order necessarily. A dad. A father. Yeah. Dog owner. Um, a dog owner. Uh, what else? That's about more than I can handle as it is. (laughs) (laughs) It was really intense. Yeah, that's Um, like the whack-a-mole thing, right? (laughs) Um, But first things first, congratulations on this. Thank you. This is so cool. Thank you. And it's beautiful. And it's it's really, I mean, the whole thing is so well done. Thank you. It's awesome. Um, I'm holding in my hand one sentence journal, short poems and essays from the world at large by Chris Latre. It, uh, I mean... It's a very satisfying read because, I mean, there's there's poetry, there's some essays that are on the shorter side, and if you like are like me and often read in 15-minute bursts, uh, this is right up your alley. Um, and also, if you have lived in Montana for any amount of time, uh, I feel like this will speak to you uh, in a profound way. Cool. Um, thanks, Jamie. We're it's done. It's really awesome. Yeah, I know. That's hey. it. So <laughs> don't make it all downhill from here. Don't make me talk about this anymore. Yeah. Uh, but where did this, when did you start? Because this is a project that you had going for a long time, right? Well, yeah, in some ways, but never like as a book. I never planned to do a book out of that stuff. Okay. Um, it was just something I was doing as an exercise in writing, you know? So like, as a writer, you're supposed to write every day, and I felt like if I could write a sentence, then good, I'm done. Yeah, you know. And then, um, like I mentioned in the introduction or whatever, I read Jim Harrison and Ted Kuzer's Braided Creek conversation in poetry, where they were sending each other postcards with you know short poems written on them. And I saw the format for that, and I thought, you know, if I chop some of these sentences that I like into little poems maybe it'll work as poetry and yeah it seemed to you know yeah so i went through whatever it was four years i'd accumulated at that point and took the best ones and chopped those up and then started thinking about putting a book together and had little essay ideas and then some things that i'd written just while i was traveling that i cleaned up a little bit and just kind of threw it all this. so it was really Kind of a, I think I'm going to do this, and then it was done. So it was like a scrapbook, almost. kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Awesome. Except I didn't have to hang out in Michaels to put it all together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. When did it, when did it come out? August of this year. Of this year. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Where can people get it? Fact and fiction um, in Missoula is the only place that you can buy it. You can buy it online through them. I made a decision not to make it available through Amazon. Hell yeah! You know. Um, Woo! Yeah, and then there's then there's a few other there's a few other stories or stores in Montana that have it too, like awesome. Country Bookshelf and Bozeman, Elk River and Livingston. I'm going to uh, where am I going? Helena today, the Montana Book Company. And then it's at this little bookstore in Great Falls, which is awesome. Cassiopeia Books. I did an event up there that was great, and the dude who runs it, his name's Andrew. Is that next to the music shop? It is, right yeah, next door. we've been in there. Yeah. It's cool, and he's a cool guy. I had a blast up there. Awesome. 
I think Great Falls is rising, man. Great Falls is so Wait. cool. Uh-huh. No. Oh. It no. is. Oh, my God. <laughs> or do we have a, do we well, have a counter story here? No, I'm waiting for it. Uh-huh. So figure his shit out because it was on a huge decline. It was, I think. It was really shitty. We've talked about this. It's In terms of just infrastructure and like the, the skeleton, It's it's got to be the coolest downtown in Montana. It's I mean, pretty it cool. It's so awesome. In a way, you can see the Civic Center mm-hmm. down, you know, whatever mm-hmm. Main Street or wherever that is. It's a badass town. Well, and then just the views when it's yeah. when it's clear. The whole idea, what Missoulians think of as Montana as being big sky country, is nothing compared to totally. Great Falls. No, when that when it you can see the front and all those weird buttes and stuff out yeah. on the horizon, it's just mind blowing. It is also more I feel like centrally located to so many cool outdoor. Yeah, I think so. Even if there's not that much to do out your back door in Great Falls necessarily. No. You know? I don't think there's anything to do in Great Falls. It's, yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited that I'm not the only one who likes that bookstore. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it is a cool bookstore, but then that's my stop. Rod's Music, Uh bookstore. Then I got to kind of figure out what to do. Do I go to Shields? Do I go to that giant uh, sporting goods shop? There's a nice Goodwill. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do I go to Target? Yeah, and so I'm I'm excited. To well, hear there that it's coming back. The pizza joint, Howard's. Howard's. Oh yeah, Howard's, which wow. is related, I think, to our Howard's, right? But but there's a family. I'm not sure what it, the 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 product is a little different. <laughs> it is different. Hank Donovan swears by that place. It's well, Hank. Don't argue with Hank. I've never have. No, I'm not about to start. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. If you take anything away from today, right, right, I'm not about to start. Um, wait. So I want to know because you're a dude that I feel like I've known mostly tangentially, but I consider mm-hmm. you a friend. But I don't really know anything about you. Okay. Um, where where are you? Well, give us a little. Give us the where you're from. And well, I grew up. Um, K through twelve, Frenchtown class of 1985. No shit. Yeah. Awesome. Whoa. So, and then me and my buddies moved to Seattle when we got out of high school because we were going to be rock stars. What was that band called? It was called, uh, well, we were called Striker with a Y. <laughs> and yes. we, we have to use the band picture of Striker. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, the... that was Rain. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Because, God damn, you guys were all in. And it blew up, like, on the internet. The guy who did my, my uh, cover... <laughs> He's this big time graphic, Aaron Draplin, Draplin.com. He works for, he does stuff for like Apple and Lego. I mean, he's a big deal. Yeah. But I showed him that picture when I first met. He's like, that's you guys? He goes, me and my graphics, but there are all these sites oh where people upload images and people would then, like I have this picture of this crowd and someone's holding a poster and it's that picture oh that somebody God. like photoshopped. So it's like. Just oh, like here, it's like a worship session, you know. Yes. <laughs> the picture, in case, can you describe it to people? Well, so <laughs> it's so, a band photo. It's a band photo. We had won like a you know one of those things like for some photography studio, like for family portraits, yeah, yeah. and we was like, we're gonna go in <laughs> oh, yes. and we're gonna do our fucking band photo. Yes. And this is the '80s, so like this is like Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet yeah, era, you yeah, know, yeah. and. We had one guy in the band who could kind of pull that off because he was good looking and chicks dug him and his hair would feather just right. The rest of us. Wait, 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 wait. His hair would feather just, just right? Well, you know, not everybody could rock that, you know. I could do the mullet. I could. The rest of us could oh, dominate shit. the mullet. Did you guys all have mullets? Oh, yeah. Of course, wait, yeah. Of course. Of course we did. And, uh, yeah, and I had this fake pleather jacket on and white pants and... 
Yes. Yeah, and it was just this horrible. It's amazing. It, it is amazing. I mean, what an artifact. I know. Have. I know. Do you have do you have an original song? I do. I do, yeah. And then there's another ver- that I don't know. Somebody, there's like another picture from the same session that I stumbled across. So the the bit the one we're talking about is is landscape, and then there's another version that's where you're all on each other's shoulders. Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, that's amazing. Okay, so you guys went to so Stryker went to Seattle. Yeah, and 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 then what kind of mean? What was what was kind of music did Stryker play? Well, we wanted to be, you know. Like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and okay. stuff, but it was more Ramonesy because we weren't good enough musicians, right, you know. Right. Um, yeah, it was just hard rock. Yeah. Um, and we played around Seattle quite a bit, but this was like right. This was the cutover when the whole Seattle thing Grunge broke, and thing. we weren't really doing that kind of music. I mean, what was the Seattle scene like before? Like in the you know mid to late eighties before. Well. Like when Alice in Chains and all those bands, like like the dude Mike Starr, the bass player for uh, Alice in Chains, and even Alice in Chains was kind of a glam thing yeah. right before they came out. Totally. You know? And when their image changed, it's like every band's image changed. The dude had kind of a Gene Simmons top knot going on, and like overnight, everybody in every band had a top knot. It's like one of those things yeah. where, you know, you had that half a dozen bands that that made it out of that and, and then a bunch of copycats. Yeah. And I hated that. I hated that everybody all of a sudden was changing their sound to be like this to, one to thing. To be like this one thing, yeah. And you guys were un, unwilling. Unwilling. And then different dudes left and um, that thing kind of fell apart, I don't know, in the early 90s. And then I moved back to Ronan, actually, and that's when I started playing again. Right on. Is that when Laser Wolves started? Well, yeah, it was a band called Nobody's Heroes. I was working with this guy up in Ronan, um, and he had a guy, yeah, this guy, I have a drummer, and I'm a guitar player, if you want to play bass, and uh, I said, sure, I'll give it a go, and the drummer was just awful. <laughs> and I'm thinking, there, you know, I kind of want to rock, but I can't rock with this dude, you know, and um, I heard Bubba, who was our, who I went to high school with, that moved to Washington, and then kind of disappeared for a couple years. I heard he was back in town, and I hadn't seen him in like three or four years and literally walked into the Alcan bar in Frenchtown and he was there. <laughs> and, you know, we, hey, man, hey, man. I said, yeah, I have this band and we have a show in two weeks. He goes, I'm in. And then that started another decade of, you know, Laser Wolves came out of that. We met Jimmy and Hank. Awesome. Through their studio. Um, yeah. And, and then Jimmy Roll, I've been playing with since, what, 2000 now, I guess. Wow. When an American Falcon, your current band. That is when Bubba fell off the planet. <laughs> got it. Um, and we got Travis, and we said, yeah. you know, it's basically the same. Oh, were you the first? Yeah, he was drummer? the original. Oh, he I plays on both that. of our records. I'm, yeah, I am American. Falcon. He is. <laughs> I didn't know that you were the original. Shit. American Falcon. In fact, you might have, because Jimmy wanted to be Falcon, and I said, well, there's already a band kind of in our thing called Falcon, and I think Travis like American Falcon. We're like, yes, <laughs> that is how he would say it. American Falcon. American Falcon. <laughs> We were briefly El Thunder. El Thunder. <laughs> Almost. Almost for like an Almost. hour. American <laughs> Falcon achieves the same thing, but it's just a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. It really does. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's perfect. This is one of the greatest band names. Um, American Falcon is, is, I mean, I think people generally think of it as the greatest band to come out of Missoula in the last 20 years. 
Well, the, of course. The yeah. loudest. And definitely the fucking loudest. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> and definitely the loudest. Where do yeah. we where should we we should book some gigs? Where should we play? Well, we can't play there. We can't play there. We can't play there. Can't and it's play even there. gotten worse. Yeah. You're louder now? Well, <laughs> Well, yes, that because you guys can't hear anymore. That and uh, and there's no, there's you know, hardly any place to play in Missoula anymore. You know, it's no, weird. No we talk for about- anyone, not just us. No, it's it's dead all over, and it's definitely dead for anything with the with the guitar amp. Yeah, it's uh, it's slowly dying. It really sucks. And it happened not, fast. It yeah, did, and there doesn't seem to be the normal ebb and flow. Mm-mm. It's like five gigs lost oh, you th- as opposed you to think, one. You think that what well, everybody says about the ebb and flow this time is not true? Well, that's what, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's true. Well, do college kids still play band, play in bands? Because that used to be what it would be, you know? Yeah. Like a new class would roll through and all these bands would pop up. And, and do they really do that anymore? I don't know. I mean, I think all the camp days, a lot of the camp days generation is still in college and i think that they're that kind of yeah but they just don't have anywhere to play they don't have any, they play they're in the thing or, is, sorry they do they, they are do. like in my mind the gatekeepers of of like a a, a cool music scene <laughs> anymore uh-huh. but you know it's 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 i think they do more they're doing some house shows yeah and they're the all ages shows which are really important and great but Travis right. and i've talked a lot about like Sometimes I don't want to go to an. Sometimes I'd rather just go to a show with grown-ups where you can, you know, talk loud and say drink and get drunk and stuff, right. you know, and and all ages shows. If that's our only thing, I don't know. Yeah, it feels weird right now for sure. The first show American Falcon ever played was an all ages show. Really? At the uh, Boys and Girls Club. That's right. First of all, <laughs> I feel like American Falcon actually though is really important for all age audiences to see what's possible. You know? Like, that show was awesome. Without mentioning any other bands, because everybody was fine. We we came out with a 30-minute set that dominated and rattled everybody's brains. Yeah. And my, my, my parents showed up to that show, <clears throat> as they do, or used to, one of them. And uh, they... Uh, they uh, they showed up because it's a new band. Oh, what's the <laughs> right. new, what's the new band? And just got fucking murdered. Yeah, Jimmy's been, dad still comes to all of our shows. I know that is the, that that's is so awesome. One of the best. Yeah, that is the best thing ever. I remember seeing you guys at the VFW, and I was playing with Magpies, which is not a quiet band. No, uh, and thinking, holy fuck, like I can't really be in the room. It's a wall of sound. <laughs> so wall of sound. <laughs> yeah, it's a good loud. It is a good as, loud. As, as well, that's what I think. Dry. Why it's good for the all ages. Yeah, dry. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I still pull that out. Dry. dry. Can I get more dry, please? Dry. We're gonna put some reverb on. No, dry. <laughs> Sorry, that that is that was my uh, spending spending time in the studio with uh, American Falcon is the uh, penultimate experience for me in a band. Who's playing drums, American Falcon these days? Steve Jacobs. Do you know him? I, he, Sound creation. He was was he in Pollen? He was. I think? Uh huh. I don't know. I know of him, and yeah. he filled in once in Laser Wolf's when Bubba was in jail. Nice. So he has that. <laughs> you gotta write a book about your music career, man. You can write a book about Bubba. I, I I know that. I mean, even if you wrote fiction about Bubba, yeah, you just used him as the catalyst. It is. It is an amazing. Sad, yeah. Sad. Amazing. Awesome. Sad. I mean, like one of the smartest dudes I've ever known. You know, yeah. but just never. Got it together, really. You know? And this is this was the he passed away a few years ago, a couple years right? ago. Yeah, okay. 
Where did he end up? Where was he? Did he move back to Seattle or something? No, he just kind of, so he had been on probation for like five years and kind of had his life together. And as soon as he got off probation, he just kind of went back, just dumped right back into, you know, bad influences, you know, just all of it. You know, we had gone out to Morris, Minnesota, which is where the company that Jimmy works for is headquartered. And played a show out there, and we came back and dropped him off at his house and said, hey, we'll see you in a couple of weeks for practice, and we never saw him again. No shit. Yeah. Just like he just Just left. like that. No kidding. Wow. I think he kind of reached a point where he needed help, but wasn't didn't want to ask us for help, you know? And then it just kind of snowballed from there. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Morris, that's another one. Jimmy was all because he wants all of his work buddies to see him <laughs> play because he's a good guitar player. There's no, I mean, totally. he is a great guitar player. He's really yeah. a great guitar player. And, and, and just an easygoing, fun guy. And we go out to Morris and this band, we played in this echo tunnel of a bar. And Morris is just this little town that has like a technical college of some kind. And it was packed. There's probably 300 people there. And the first band is just a cover band and they're, doing like these really soft versions of like Tom Petty and stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and Jimmy's boss comes over and he's like, yeah, this is pretty good. And I said, give it five minutes. I said, once we start, there is going to be an exodus like you have never <laughs> ever seen. And it happened. It's the best. Like the first couple songs. And, and then it was like, we headed for the door. We cleared that place out. Like, I haven't cleaned out a place in years. That's always an interesting... Like, Magpies had that experience once in Boise. We were <laughs> we were playing at a venue that clearly thought Magpies from Montana were like a bluegrass band. Sure. Which, you know... Because why wouldn't it Why be? wouldn't they? Yeah. And the, the band before us closed their set with Rock and Robin. People were dancing on tables. No yeah. joke. Like, people were losing their fucking minds <laughs> to Rock and Robin. And I went to the, the promoter and was like, do you think that this is going to go? Like, do you know what kind of music we play? <laughs> They're like, oh, no, this, this, this bar isn't genre specific or anything. You guys, you guys are great. And there were zero. I had two buddies that were visiting, and they were with us, and they were standing in front of us. Which, when I at that point, it's like, just you guys can leave too. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. But I mean, it was literally empty. And then after Sam Paulington was managing the merch table, and a dude comes up and is like, "Can I buy you a drink?" And she's like, "No, but you could buy a CD." And he's like, "No, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so the clearing the room thing, but that's always an interesting thing too because then you, you you have no choice but to just kind of dig into it, right? Right. Like, Let's fucking go. But then there's worse. that nod of maybe 10 or 12 people that hung out and they're like, that fuck, kid. yeah. And, and so we played a set and then we took a little break then we came back and there was those and I said, yeah, we got rid of all those other people. Now it's rock yes. time. Now it's time to rock. And, cool. and Jimmy had this, one of the guys who works there is a sax player and he'd send him one of our songs, Jesus. and he came in and did this epic Barry Sax solo yes. during the middle, you know, that. And we were like back to back. He was yeah. totally. Oh. It, it was so fun. It was amazing. It was. So, See, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it turned out, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. Morris, Morris, Minnesota. Oh, Holy God. Shit. <laughs> um, Room clears. Okay, so, uh, so when, by the time you're in Ronan, how old are you? Where were we at? Oh, uh, this was nine, late 90s, so 
30, okay. early 30s. Now give us the how we get to here from there. Well, I, you know, I was started playing again, and you know, I was already writing at that point different things, um, and then I started working for this company in Ohio. And then when I met Jimmy and we were doing stuff with Laser Wolves, you know, we did a couple little tours and things like that, and. I moved to Ohio for work and would fly back every three months or so and we'd rehearse and then we'd go do a couple shows and it just kind of kept it going, you know, with that. And then this particular job that I think I talk about in that book, you know, I traveled a lot. I was in Ohio for three years and then moved back to Missoula and have been back since, I guess, 2005 maybe. And uh, yeah, just... Worked that job for a long time, got sick of it, yeah. quit to just do art, write, you yeah. know, Hell yeah. and then got a part-time job just to kind of plug the holes of slow-paying freelance gigs. And and is that where you're at now, is, is focusing on writing and, mm-hmm. and art? Awesome. And I work three days a week at Fact and Fiction. Sweet. That's killer. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you were a freelancer for The, the Independent, mm-hmm. R.I.P., Right. Which is crazy. And are you writing for the Missoulian a little bit? I do a little for the Missoulian still, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Not as much. That's a weird feeling, man, because I hate Lee Enterprises so much, but I'll cash their checks. Yeah. You know? and Take their money, of course. <laughs> but but I, I, the only way I can justify it with myself is to think of the people at the Missoulian who I, you know, Corey's a great dude, and, yeah. and Gwen, and Kayla, and all those folks. You know, they don't want to work for those people. No. You know, and the the community needs a, no, a newspaper. Yes. You know? Well, and at the end of the day, the best we can hope for if we're going to have our media owned by evil corporations is to have cool individuals. Right. There, right. Right. Like, we need that. So, we at least have that. So yeah. So, it. we have that. <laughs> we, have, we have that. So, there's, that, yeah. that's where we are. Yeah, the indie thing, man, was really... Really sad. It's a bummer. It's really sad. And I'm sure the thing, like, the thing that I think, because I primarily wrote for the indie, mm-hmm. and now I have no evidence of that. Exactly. Which is a fucking it's gone. head trip. It, yeah, it's, it's well, they, it had already changed once. So, like, I had a bunch of links on my website of work yes. I'd done for them, you know? And then when, then when they redid the website, I all those links broke, but they were still out there and I hadn't gotten around to fixing them. And yeah. now that's gone altogether. It's gone. For people who don't know what we're talking about, the day the indie shut down, uh, they basically scrubbed the internet of any evidence that the indie was ever a thing. Uh, and I think they're making the links available behind a paywall. I think that's what I heard, yeah. Um, so I have not investigated that yet. Or not even links, like PDFs yeah. of it, you know. It's like microfiche on the yeah. internet. Right. It sucks. It really sucks. Well, it sucks not only for the person who wrote it, but it sucks for the people who, that was their promo. You know, like yes. bands that would come through town or all whatever. My, all my promo's yeah. gone. Yeah. Which, after I thought about it, too, like that all my promo is just the indie, uh, first of all, I went through a moment of like, oh, all my promos just local, great. But yeah. then also, I that like three days after that, I got an email from a promoter who said, oh, "None of your links work." I was like, "Oh, what? Is- what are you an amateur? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like yes. fuck, right? Oh, 
Where's all the shit? Yeah. Wait, all of it's gone? Right. Fuck. So it's hard not to feel like that was like a punitive. Oh, totally. Move. It really you know, does shit. feel like that. It's really nasty. Right. It's are you really... are, are either of you excited to go behind the paywall and search for your own material? No. I super am excited. I'm really excited to go Google yeah. myself. I wonder what it's like. To do, I, I wonder how the pay I wonder how that works. I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Um <laughs> uh you I think of you as kind of like uh you're like a preeminent Missoulian in my mind. Because you do all this rad shit, not because it's easy, but because you want to, and you're a member of this community, not because it's always easy or convenient. No, because you're like cobbling together a living. Yeah, totally, and you're doing 10 million things at one time always, and you're always feeling like, well, I assume you feel this way because I feel this way, that you're doing none of them very well, and you should be doing them all. And everybody that you're doing them with is doing it way better. Yeah, and you go on Instagram, and everyone's so fucking great at everything. Uh I fucking hate everyone. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, here Uh, am I. Translating the Tao Te Ching while oh, hanging off the face yeah. of El Capitan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Fuck! Oh, look how fit I am, you oh, know? Oh, fuck. Exactly. Fuck. Uh, uh, do you... Sort of in the context of the music scene changing and what's happening, what happened to the indie, what, what, are, you, what are your feelings about Missoula these days? This is going to be a topic of conversation a lot on this season. Of I'm pretty Travis sure, present. yeah. Sorry. How do we fix Missoula season three? But it's interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, I think yeah. everyone I talk to feels like things are... Ch- yes, things have been changing here forever, as they do everywhere. And you talk to people that say, well, but man, it wasn't that long ago. Reserve Street was just farmland. Right. There's something, I think, like culturally that's happening in Missoula right now that feels different. And even people who have been in Missoula for 40 years have said to me they feel that way also. Mm-hmm. What, we're, what's your stand? What are your feelings about that? Well, it's kind of a weird thing because... You know, like I wasn't even going to do it, a, didn't plan to do a book event when this came out because I was convinced after years of nobody coming to rock shows that no one would show up. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was like standing room only packed and I was, you know, practically in tears with gratitude, yeah. you know. And, and <clears throat> so as far as how I feel like my, how the Missoula, or at least the kind of little part of the Venn diagram that I fit into, I'm really kind of at a high point with how I feel about Missoula but yeah culturally like like you know you you talk about the Merc the people who like oh they tore the Merc down and it's like what was it it had become a total shithole eyesore you know something had to be done and you can't have it both ways you can't complain about taxes in the city and then expect the city to pick up the tab for all this stuff you know so it's what I hate about it is it seems to be trying too hard to be Bozeman now because yeah. Bozeman's on the up, you know? So like, oh, we need to have this like Bozeman has or the University of Montana, let's let's kill the humanities department and focus on business. That's the dude I'd like to drag through the street. Yeah. You know, is that pretty boy that's taking over the U of M and it's trying to turn it into something it's not. I mean, like, our writing program is a storied program yeah. nationally, if not internationally. And, you know, think of the, that we've had... Two of the last three Pulitzer Prize winners are from the U of M writing department. You know, two of the last, two three? Of the last three, and I mean, wow. and that thing's like on a death march. Yeah. You know, that's what I don't like to see is is just like everything's got to be worth more money. Yeah, and it's all yeah. about growth, right? Growth, totally. Like we're doing this thing at the bookstore that started out 
to be, you know, we sold it out for a hundred people and they came back, Oh, let's get a bigger place. It's like, why does it always have to be bigger? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really the, the sort of death nail for me this fall indie thing, the music scene. And then when they talked about all these cuts that are inevitable in the humanities at the Mm -hmm. university, that felt like, Oh shit. We, if, if we're not attracting those people to come to Missoula, right. The people who want to dance, get a degree in dance or Mm -hmm. performing arts of some kind, uh, what, and all we have is business. Yeah. We get all the little, you know, fucking fancy haircut dudes that read Tim Ferriss. You and know? they're going to school basically just to network. It right, like, right. You know, yeah. they're just yeah. going to get a job at their uncle's place or whatever. Uh, no, yeah, that, that it feels the, bleak, man. That theory of uh, <clears throat> filling the room, getting 100 people to show up, it's business 101 to not say, let's do that but bigger. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can even do it again. Yeah. Like, let's do that twice. Right. Let's see if we can do this once a month and get... 50 people to show up consistently. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on like, Hey, this year we did it at the top hat next year. We'll do it at the Wilma. That is, that is a hard, that's a hard road. Cause it's, it's not, if it doesn't happen, then what do you do? Well, that's one thing that you can point to as a success that there's still hope for the community. It's like, tell us something, you know, they started out like at yeah. what the union club and then they went to the top hat and they're consistently selling out the Wilma now, you know, which is so Freaking awesome. It blows my mind. I did the last one and I walked out there and was just like, holy shit. It's a lot of people to perform. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is. I just was like, God, I wish my band was playing right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know know that feeling. Oh, isn't that awesome? So many people here. That's like, I wish I had a guitar right now. Right, I know. God damn it. That's like whenever the, the, you know, the Zach rock camps for kids. Uh Have you ever been to one of those performances? No, but I've been to some of those, uh, if I think where you're going. Well, basically, you know, there's 300 people packed in the top hat, uh-huh. and there's 12-year-olds performing, and I just think, I wonder what it's like to perform in front of these many people. I know. That's what I think, too. <laughs> Seems, but it's a real rush. Right, right. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, whoa. Oh, UPS guy just dropped oh. shit off. Oh. Is he leaving? Oh, yeah. Okay. Why did he talk? What did he say? He was like, He, just, he said UPS. Oh, he did? Yeah. That's what oh, they there do he here. Is. Really? Yeah. Why don't they just leave it and not say anything? Well, in case I want to go out there and see what I ordered off of Amazon. Right. <laughs> Jesus. You order stuff off Amazon, huh? Occasionally. What do you think of that, Chris? <laughs> I've gotten the occasional thing off of Amazon. <laughs> not so much anymore. It's not so bad. I just don't like leaving the house. So if they'll deliver my toothpaste to the house. <laughs> what I don't like, what I, and I saw this online is you know the the owner of the small business that I'm expected to eat at you know instead of the chain national chain posting on someone a local writer's but oh I can't wait till my copy comes here from gets here from Amazon I'm like you know what oh, yeah. there's a fellow independent business three fucking blocks away <laughs> that is weird that is really it's weird. bullshit that is really yeah. weird everybody wants. You know, yeah. it's like my band shows. I want everybody to come to my shows, but I'm not going to anybody else's fucking shows. Yeah. No. That, I mean, that's kind of that. That's what we always like in Laser Wolves. I used to tease Jimmy about it. It's like, hey, when was the last time you went to somebody else's show? So why do these people, you know, why should they come to ours? That's part of the it's community the thing, you know? Yeah, which I'm, I think we're all guilty yeah. of. But you can only do so much, man. Totally. I'm not, I've never been the guy that could go out and, you know, I'm fine on stage, 
Like, tell us something. I can walk out there and talk to 1,200 people or whatever and not even really care. But walking from the stage back to get out and having people coming at me, man, oh, boo. That I, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Actually, it, it's funny. Like, after playing music or, you know, when you get off stage at a show, I am so fucking terrified of the small talk that oh, happens God. after that. Uh-huh. And Travis, you, Travis, I, I think you would say that you don't love it either, but you're very... I dive right in. But, but you've done it for I so long. To. Yeah. You have to. You right? have to. And you, you engage, but it like... I <laughs> Or at least someone in the band has to. Someone has to go... Someone has to be part of the receiving line. If there were actually... Oh, you're one of those guys. No, no. Uh, never there's never actually a receiving line. The, the, only, the only band I've ever been in that had an actual receiving line was Cold Hard Cash. And it's the oh, weirdest sure. fucking thing in the world yeah. because people... Like, they like go in the lobby and hug everybody. Yeah. That is weird. It's really weird. So, But all that's for the ladies. But somebody's... No, it's never ladies. <laughs> middle-aged dudes are the only people who go see music. Uh, the, uh, but the, the idea that somebody, yes, somebody from the band has to go like, Hi. Yes, yeah. hi. And 90% Be the Eddie Spaghetti? Yes, yes. 90% of the time it's uh dudes who want to talk about pedals. Oh god, I know. <laughs> Which sometimes I'm 100% into, but most of the time it's I'm just explaining what they are. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Oh, the internet exists. Go Google that. Yeah. Or just take a picture of it and go Google it. Uh-huh. Or Are you a gear guy at all? No. See, neither am I. Fuck no. <laughs> Oh, I don't get there it. Were some, there were some serious American Falcon rehearsals of, of Chris almost, uh, not almost, but wanting to leave. Yeah. Because yeah. gear talk started for the first 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's insane. You fucking assholes in your gear. Stop talking about gear. <laughs> I want the fewest number of knobs, that, you know, just all of it. I just, it's never been my thing. I, I'm totally with you. And I don't, what I really don't get is the desire to talk about it. Like, I, I you know, it's like... This happens. I used to ski at Snowball a lot, uh-huh. and that would happen there too. With skis, we'd be on the chairlift, and somebody just wanted to talk to you about your skis, right? And their skis, and there's other skis that neither of you have, but you'd really like to have. And it's like I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Photography, how we... I get into that too. Oh fuck, man, I don't care. It's the worst. What kind of camera do you have? You know, I really don't know. It's a Canon. It's a camera. Uh-huh. It works. Well, it, well, I don't like when it's gear talk that it's the constant upgrade. Right. My my camera gear works, and I love it. But uh-huh. I am outdated. But I can still take a picture and post it just like that other guy who uh, updates every year. Was I don't it, really understand that. Was it American Falcon or Laser Wolves that played at that Harley shop up in Laser Great Wolves. Falls? I never left town with you guys. Okay, so yes. it was Laser Wolf. I was uh, thinking it was you. <laughs> Where this guy saw Jimmy's Les Paul and he was, oh, you know, that's the worst design oh, guitar right. ever. and. Oh really? Yeah, he was a Paul Reed Smith guy, and they played first, and they were, you know, they were playing like Judas Priest covers and stuff, and then Jimmy gets up and you know blows the place away, and then after, oh, well, you really made that guitar work. But it's just one of those, yeah, you know, that's the word. Oh, that's a nice guitar. You know, that's the worst design guitar ever. Uh, just that kind of th- that dude who I hate who, that shit. who has can kind of talk gear, but whatever he has is better than. Yeah. Than what? And yeah. I think that's the core of what I hate uh-huh. about it is there. There are people like I get that you, Travis, you know a shitload. It's what you do, right? You, it's what your you passion know? is, and yeah. it's and you're passionate about. It. And I've seen that. There's so many people, and like touring with Magpies, this would always happen because Hank Donovan is like, you know, is pseudo famous, right, for this shit. 
And the number of people who I would just overhear them talking to Hank, and it was just like, you just want Hank to know how much you know. Exactly. That's all it is. This is not mm-hmm. a conversation. That's all right. it is. You are just reciting a Wikipedia page. I have never approached somebody to talk about gear. Yeah, I know that. That is true. I am approached. But it's probably a it. really good buffer for those small talk things. It is. We're like, oh, you, you are just here. It is. I don't want to get to know anybody. Yeah. Like, I, no. literally, the people who come, like, specifically, <laughs> Seeger is the one, the Seeger shows are the ones where I am the most leery about who's about to come and talk to me. Right. Because I don't, I... I do when I do singer songwriter shows. I pretty much know the person who's going to come and talk. Uh-huh. To me. When I do the square dances, I know these people. It's fine. But Seeger shows, I'm about to get into a discussion that I don't want. I saw the system back in '69. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> You're not even old enough to have seen him. Right? Oh, stop! Yeah, stop! That's the best. Or or it's going to turn political. Because yeah. we have been... We those, toe a line. We've seen a lot of people at shows that I'm like, oh, I'm prob- I probably hate that person. Oh, I'm glad he's enjoying it. I'm glad he's enjoying <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. I hope he doesn't thing. come and talk to me. That's what I came to realize Like, like with the music we play is quite often, not all the time, but quite often the people who are loved the most are the last people I want to talk yes. to. Yeah. Yes. And they have the most you know? fun, right? too. Right. Which is like, that's a super complicated thing. Like When we play some shows that are just bananas, so fucking fun. And some of my favorite musical experiences yeah. ever. And yeah, then when the music stops at the end of the night, you're like, oh man, everyone here is totally wasted and like kind of kind of mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And that conversation, like that buffer of like gear or whatever, or Seeger is a good buffer. Yeah, yeah, I love Seeger. Obviously, I love Seeger. Do you love Seeger? Yes, okay. Then there's a pause where it's about to turn into so what do you do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh no, here we go. Oh, yeah. I work for I uh, don't don't stop just stop. I don't right. want to know. Uh-huh. I don't want to know cuz then then I can't keep my mouth shut when somebody instantly is like, "Oh, and those uh, where were we? We were it was the first Seeger show in the parking lot and somebody said, "Oh, all these liberals at this show." Yeah, yeah. I was instantly like, "Oh, got to go work. Bye." I gotta, I, I gotta go uh, do something. I gotta adjust the lights. I get that at the bookstore sometimes because people oh. see the beardy old guy, and there's a couple times people have come in assuming that, like, one guy, oh, you no. know, was holding up a copy of the Declaration of Independence. Oh. And he's like, oh, do you think liberals even read this? Or, oh, you know, you have a pretty liberal bookstore. Do you think liberals even read this? And and you were like, do you read that? Uh, yeah. You just like Quoted. read it? What I do you mean? Sw- what the fuck you I said, about? I think there's a copy of Mein Kampf back there if you want to read that. Oh, here, here's Mal's little red book. Is right here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. uh-huh. you really do have that right there. Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. That's always a. Uh, I like to keep a little couple props in case we have somebody on. I can have just something sitting there. Exactly. Mal's little red book. Well, do you remember the dude that we were? We, it was a VFW show, and it was the band that opened with the theme to Game of Thrones. And yes, and you, <laughs> what, what did he ask you? Oh, I don't know. It was about your shoes. You, play, oh, you, you take shit. your shoes off, and or do you play barefoot? And you said, "No, I leave my shoes on." He goes, "Oh, you're one of those guys." Oh, that's right. <laughs> and my comment, my comment to that was, "Yeah, I'm one of the 95 percenters." <laughs> like you're one of those guys. I'm, I'm the only person I know that plays without shoes on. <laughs> See, I took my shoes off for years, but first of all, it's the VFW. It's right, rough. so I'm not gonna do that. Also, 
What? I know. What are you talking about? That's so weird. I don't know. You're one of I'm those not Nico. guys. I'm not Nico. I want to be Nico and come out in a, in a unitard. Unitard. <laughs> barefoot and have to wear little thong sandals through the backstage. Right. <laughs> Shower sandals. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Yeah, one of those guys. I I don't understand that, that thing. I don't understand the people who need to uh, classify... Especially, like, let alone genre. What kind of music do you guys play? Mm-hmm. Loud music. Was uh-huh. Chris's Glory rock. <laughs> well, what, well, like, like what? Like, what do you, what do you, just, will you hang out for two minutes and listen to the first two songs? Like, yeah. hang out for those songs and you'll find out what we do. Yeah. And, do you guys play Wagon Wheel? <laughs> oh, God. What about Copperhead Road? Oh. There, I love there's a live. However, an American Falcon version of Copperhead would, Road would be, would be fierce, <laughs> no doubt. There's a live thing of some guy in the crowd, a Steve Earle live record, and they're, he's like, do you really think I'm not going to play that fucking song? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the, uh, the only show, the only American Falcon show that, not the only one that I wish I went to, but the only one that we missed, Jamie and I both missed, was the ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. And really pissed because... We fucked around with Just Got Paid in rehearsals. Uh huh. And I was so excited to hear that there was. Yeah, what songs did you guys do? <laughs> Francine? Fuck, yes! Uh, oh my god! And we did Sharp Dressed Man, awesome. and the, which are basically the exact <laughs> yes. same, same song. Just ride the sea all the way through. It was the easiest bass playing I've ever done. Uh, holy shit. Um, just Got Paid, LaGrange, Tush. Oh fuck, man! You guys, you guys dove into some garbage too. Yeah, we didn't want to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, Tush, yes. man. <laughs> and then I'm sure there's one or two more. Oh fuck! God, just got paid is so good. What we did is we made a list, and then the ones that kind of worked the first time we tried it were keepers. The ones that seemed like we were going to have to rehearse a little bit, <laughs> yeah. we we tossed. Oh, we know that one. That's a great band. Yeah, I love it. And that was fun. And then we did that set again at some outdoor thing that we played and it just did not that was fun because like you said all these people come out for this special event yeah and it's awesome and there's Halloween a lot of people shows there. oh yeah always fun as hell. yeah and it just didn't for the amount of time that we're not able to rehearse you know the 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 math just doesn't work out for us to keep trying to do it totally. you know, or expand it or whatever because people are saying oh you should do it and we thought about it but it just if we're only going to play three shows a year, I want them to be, I don't care if there's 10 people there, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's just fun to play our own stuff. Do you guys, are you guys the kind of band that rehearses when you have a show or do you guys play no matter what? Rock time. Yeah, we, we play whenever. We try and rehearse at least a couple times a month, but given, like Jimmy's out of town a lot, Steve, <clears throat> you know, I mean, they have like, between the three of us, there's nine children and I have one. <laughs> You know, so it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think women get pregnant just approaching the stage. You know, it's the American Falcon curse. It man. is, man. <laughs> Jimmy and Steve reproducers, right? Right. Jimmy's are all old enough now to where he's not tied down. But Steve, like during the summer, just constantly, you know, this kid's going here for that, and that kid's going there yeah. for this other thing, and it's hard to make it work. But you know, we. We go in spurts. Do you guys have, are there any plans on the horizons? Yeah, we, well, we plan all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I think we're going to yes. go. Steve just changed jobs, so we're trying to figure out what his schedule is going to be like. But, well, you know, we're not going to worry too much about Missoula. Like, last summer, we kind of reconnected with this dude that lives in Big Sky that laser rolls. We used to go play Big Sky every couple times a year. And Where? we were like rock stars. Where did you play? The Black the... We played the Black Bear. Um, and then there was a place called Dante's. Yeah. Man, I've heard from several rockers in Missoula about this mm-hmm. big sky scene, and I've never still doesn't exist I, to I, me. I still don't know what it is, but I've everybody comes back and they're like, "Yeah, we got like three hundred bucks, and they put us up. Right, it was a rager. Oh yeah, I want to know about it. Yeah, no, and so yeah, this guy said we did it. This we played Big Sky Bozeman, and we did a show in Missoula, and it was great. And we're probably gonna go back this winter. You awesome. Know. Oh, do you want to bring? Uh, a Seeger cover band? <laughs> I can get you in contact with Ben. Too expensive. It's too, way too expensive, even for Big Sky. Yeah. What I couldn't believe, because we hadn't been up there in, I don't know, eight or ten years maybe. Maybe not that long, but just how much that town has grown too. Oh, yeah. It's pretty weird. Like where we played was in this area that was like sagebrush yeah. last time I was through there, you no, know? Big Sky yeah. nuts. Yeah. It's, and it, you know, it's... It's a shithole. Oh, well, it's yeah. it's hard for a place, and like the the sort of what is it? The western side of Bozeman is like uh-huh. this also, where it's hard for a place to feel like it has much character when everything is less than fifteen years old. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and like I don't know, Big Sky is really weird because we deliver flowers to Bozeman in the mm-hmm. summer, and it's amazing. Uh, how much of the economy is based on shit happening in Big Sky? Like, oh, if bet. you want to talk about, like, a 99%, 1% thing, man, the 1% is a big sky, and they are, like, created a service economy in, in Bozeman, from what I can it's tell. It's a little Vegas. It's weird. It, it's like they dropped it, that little, the little fake downtown that's not up on the mountain. Yeah. That's, like, that's in the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. It's well, really and I, strange. All the trees are little. <laughs> you right. know, like, all the landscaping <laughs> Everything looks new. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, at the Festival of the Book, I moderated this panel on grizzly bears with Rick Bass and Todd Wilkinson. Todd Wilkinson live, you know, he has a what's it called, the Mountain Journal. He started, which is about the Yellowstone ecosystem, and he was talking about how in Bozeman, based on current, what is it like four percent growth, Bozeman will be the size of. Um, the actual downtown Salt Lake population-wise in 25 years. What? And in 30, it would be the size of Minneapolis based on current growth. Now, the odds of that, you know, maintaining, but even anything close to that is terrifying. Yeah. It's so weird. I know. Like, it's the, when you mentioned the... And it's terrible, but it's scary. Oh, yeah. More than being weird, it's like, frightening and that's yeah. a sprawl down there yeah like that we make the joke of how long is it going to take for frenchtown to be in the city limits of missoula right how long is it going to take for belgrade to be in the bozeman city limits because of it, that, spra- that sprawl. yeah yeah belgrade i mean the armies are at the gates you yeah. know it's oh, crazy i mean there are literally there are like uh i think of it as bozeman when i hit belgrade i'm like Ooh, i'm here yeah, I'm I know. Bozeman. oh I know. totally, totally yeah. and i mean like Durston, some of those roads that go out toward belgrade they are it's not a cul-de-sac. 
they just end because there's still a cornfield there or whatever, and they right. haven't like acquired it or got right. eminent domain or whatever. And you can just it's the literally the edge of the sprawl. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. construction hasn't hasn't gone here yet. Yeah, well, you can kind of see that back like behind Home Depot and Missoula off off Reserve. You know, back in there where all those apartments and yeah. stuff were are. There are roads back there that used to just end that now continue. And oh, really? Like within the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Also behind Home Depot, there's that weird little faux downtown. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That yeah. is so funny. What it, like, I see what they're going for. It's yeah. kind of cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but it's, it's not happening yet. It's so strange. It's really weird. Yeah. Really weird. Don't like it. Oh, because you mentioned the, uh, the you know, Missoula, like Reserve Street used to be a dirt road. Yeah. Bozeman used to be uh, Cowtown. Oh, yeah. Like recently. Yeah. Probably in the last 20 years, it is completely different now. It was always a little fake rich, mm-hmm. but now it's rich. Well, the last time I had played there, and this this was a Laser Wolves thing with Hank, was we did a Judas Priest. We covered British Steel. <laughs> and Hank was awesome. Hank, Hank was KK Downing. And and uh, and we played at the Zebra, and that was like 2008, I think. And Bozeman at that point, you know, like a lot of Main Street, their businesses were the storefronts were vacant. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's when, like, after that crash, yeah. it just kind of went in the shitter. And, that, then, and then to go back, I was like, holy cow! It doesn't feel like Montana. No, it doesn't. I mean, you feel like you're Colorado. At, yeah, Park City or the something. filler still feels like Montana. Jesus though. Christ! No kidding. It's got that <laughs> nice smell still. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is that. That is that thing of like uh, just being two blocks off of Higgins. Like, right. All of a sudden, yeah. it's different. Just being two blocks off of, or not two blocks, but being a half a mile off of Maine. Whoa! Yeah, mm-hmm. filler, gross. This filler is so wonderful. I can't. I can't. I, I. I'll talk. I'll talk nice things about every gig in Montana, but the filler's a hard one for me to talk nice about. Yeah, it's a hard room. Not the green room. <laughs> <laughs> the little side thing I mean, there. Yeah, yeah that's the, actually just outside. Uh-huh. Really. Yeah, chair storage with a dirt floor and yeah. a couple cases of beer. Yeah, yeah. we play a bunch of garbage bags and people wandering in and out because yeah. it's also a door. Well, when Bowie. <laughs> Some band I played in played there, and like the the floor was frozen in that green room. Oh, like, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the we played with these this young band. They were called Cannabis, and of course it was spelled with a K. <laughs> oh, what is? That? And of course it was a Y Whoa. and and like oh, two S's. Oh, so shit, so it was like the eighties, man. Oh well, no. So they snuck in the word abyss in there. Oh. Yes, they actually. I had not even thought of it in that there context. I'm sorry. That Puns is are my fucking. That deal. is perfect. <laughs> Cannabis. And these, like Jimmy was saying, is there any way to do marijuana that these guys weren't doing and offering? Whether it was <laughs> pipes, joints, fucking edibles. <laughs> these guys were getting. I was getting baked just watching them. <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. They're Just nonstop. Their, they're living their life. Yeah. They're living their band. They're living their truth. They were, we man. Are, we are cannabis. We are cannabis. We just, yeah, happen, exactly. we just happen to be a band. Can we talk about, and it's very popular in Montana, but why replacing hard C's with K's seems like a good marketing strategy? You see it all over the place. I don't fucking get it. Yeah, I, I mean. I really don't get it. It's been a thing, too. For And, and it's hard to not kind of. Maybe this is just me being, you know, like a yuppie liberal, mm-hmm. but it's hard to not like case get some racist connotation off of it. Yeah, more than one K is like, a bad. Why is the cozy move. corner now KK? What's well, the, the cozy corner cafe? It's the KKC. 
Oh, do they spell the, yes. the cafe with a C? Yes. Fuck, what? It's the KKC, which to me is like, let's just buy a new sign and start over I don't get with it. the CCC. Yeah. We could really, it's it's okay, we don't have to do that. Speaking of four corners. lots of logo opportunities with three Cs, you know, you hook into sure. each other and shit. Sure, No, it's the KKC. It's so weird. I don't get the, I don't, I don't get the get K it either. <laughs> there's the band, there's the band out of uh, Whitehall, Mud Kicker. That oh, is yeah. spelled with two D's and three K's. They've, <laughs> they've, they've, they've replaced. That just looks shitty in my brain. They spell it K I T. And my eyes. Yeah. God. But but not only that. M U D D. Yeah. M U D D K I K K E R. So I hope there's a dude in the band whose name is Mud and it's M U D D. Nope. Fuck. Nope. And if you get the personalized license plate of it, which he has, it's. M D D K K K R. My very that first is, band. That is really hard. My first band in high school was called Middle Class, and it was M I D L K L A S. Well, that's just that's just you know convenient. That's 1983. You're saving too. money with that's, that. That's right. That's right. I mean, I've got no. I mean, Laser Wolf's. I've got no oh, room to favorite. to rip. Other oh, band was names. it Laser Wolf's? Wolf's, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, what's the only grammatically incorrect NHL team? The Maple Leafs. Oh, sure. Oh, weird. So I get that. That's cool. Oh. That's one of my two trivia questions. Nice. This has it? been Jamie and Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't I, the, the the band name thing because we've all had to choose band names, and my deal is I always choose or I always go with the one I hate the least. It is impossible. Yeah. To any band, I'll stand by this. Any band that likes their band name and is excited about it, that's the only good part about their band. <laughs> yeah. They came up with that first, and they were excited about it. And since we're kind of revealing how <laughs> shitty we are, the whole thing like, oh, this should be a band name. Like people talk Boo. like, Boo. yeah, I'm tired of that. Dude, oh, that lists. would be a good band name. Yeah. Oh, that would that, be a good band name would be a good band name. Jesus oh, Christ. A joke only bands will get. No, I'm tired of people saying that to me. Just when you're speaking, any interview I do as a songwriter, someone says, oh, you should write a song about that. Oh. Holy fuck. Uh, why don't you write a song about it and I'll, I'll uh, critique it for you. What yeah. are you talking about? They're just trying to help. You should man. write a story about that. You should name a band that. Well, anything, Fuck. I think for me and you at least, anything that starts with you should is a bad. Oh, oh that's, yeah. I can't, I can't abide by <laughs> advice. I don't like advice from anybody. But that's anybody. not advice. That's the thing. Oh yeah, it's well, it's kind of like the gear guy who wants to think he knows better than you do. Oh, yeah. oh you know what pedals you need. Uh huh. You know what you really need. You know what really get the good sound. Right. Well, no. oh, so you're getting all your tone out of your pedals. Oh, <laughs> that you want to see Jimmy's hair catch on fire? It's <laughs> <laughs> the best for a guy, and as a pedal nerd, for a guy who has his pedals, his pedal real estate is, is the size of this fucking table. Yeah, easily. But there's only seven pedals on it. Yeah. Oh, really? Because everything's either gigantic or he needs room to hit it. Like he's they're spaced out, but it is a gigantic pedal board for. It literally, I'm not seven. shitting you. It Maybe like this. It's like we call it the keyboard because <laughs> the road case it's in. Yeah. It looks like a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, there might even be six pedals on it. That is, that's golden to me because they're all either old, gigantic, or 
He needs room. And I think a couple of them are like to turn off and on different sequences. Oh, yeah. Just the other. Yes. Of the pedals of what, you know. Yeah. That is complicated. It is complicated. I don't get how people do that. No. And his tone comes from his amp. For those nerds out there that are looking up Jimmy Roll on the internet right now. His tone comes from uh, volume. Well, it's like that great, the, the, the Nazi thing where Hitler's. Have you seen that? You've seen that. The movie from the oh, yeah. the Hitler movie, and, yes. they, and it's, he's trying to get Stevie Ray Vaughan's tone. Yes. And well, he's it's buying all these boutique pedals on eBay. Have you seen that? Oh, well, fuck. Because the scene is subtitled, so people replace the subtitles uh-huh. with whatever they want it to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it, they've changed it to all sorts of shit. Right. Awesome. But it's, it's Hitler arguing with somebody else. Yeah, so it's like in, towards in the dying days of the Third Reich, and they're in their bunker, and all these people are out in the hallway, you know, crying, and all of his generals are assembled, and they're giving him all the bad news. And, and, then, and in this, it's a great movie. Oh, was um, it called like the last days or some or, shit like that? For some reason, I can't I know, I think, can't think, think of, it. of it either. But like he's gotten this pedal, he's trying to get Stevie Ray Vaughan's tone, <laughs> and his generals are telling him, you know, <coughs> it comes from his hands, and he's like, no, it comes from no, his hands. <laughs> tone is in the hands. That's amazing. Uh, it's oh, it's shit. hilarious. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the- um, awesome, awesome. What time we got? 1101. <laughs> How long is this thing supposed to last? Right about right now. Right about now, actually. You got big holiday plans? Are you around? I'm around, yeah. I always go to my... Thanksgiving is one of my... For all of the reasons that, as a tribal guy, I'm supposed to hate Thanksgiving, it's about my favorite holiday. Yeah. Just because going to mom's and just eating my weight. What well, the, it's what? nice that there's no... Pre- like It's the, it's the yeah, holiday where yeah. you just eat. And you don't yeah. have to... You don't always bring in shit. And we said we weren't doing do gifts. And then everyone has a bag of gifts. Right. What the fuck is that? What did the 1491s post? Uh, Halloween, my third most complicated holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Halloween <laughs> has become a nightmare that yeah. starts in like September. Yeah, that's uh, true. And, and then is like... Five nights. Right? No. Yeah. It's five Uh nights. It sucks. Yeah. That shit. No, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving doesn't really have any bleed over either. Mm -mm. You know? There's not like everyone's out partying. As long as you turn off all the Black Friday bullshit. Right. Which, man, we had a Thanksgiving two years ago where like we tried to do the thing. We overcorrected. We tried to do the thing where it was just my mom and Carly and me. And we were like, we're just not going to have any plan. And we're going to get... Uh, we're gonna get takeout, and my, you know, my mom and I are from the New York area, where on Thanksgiving you can get takeout, right? And we didn't think that you can't uh-huh. in Montana, so we ended up at Walmart. Oh Jesus! Fuck yeah! At like six p.m., which uh. is when Black Friday starts oh. now. Is on yeah. Thanksgiving, right? And they had closed off the food aisles because they were like selling iPhones and shit out of them. Oh god! And they were all closed off, and like we were there at six when like. The buzzer sounds and they cut the tape and we saw actual like stampede. Stampede. It was fucking crazy. That said, there were some sweet deals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure there were. We bought six TVs. That day. I'm really sure there were. Uh huh. Right on. Uh, well, Chris, thank you so much for coming, man. Yeah, it was fun to talk about the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best book discussion I've had. Uh, this is um, it's kind of our deal. One sentence journal, short poems and essays from the world at large. Chris Latre, go buy it at Facts and Fiction. Yes. Preferably. Or 
Well, just go you just can't there. get it on Amazon. Just go buy don't it. even ask me why can't I get it on Amazon. Go downtown, get a sandwich, get a cup of coffee. And yep, buy a book. Cool, yes. sounds good. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. This has been Jamie and Travis. Present. Present.